Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a very, very, very special place to live, work, and play. Hey, I want to thank you for the input. Uh, we, we, I've said this many times, but the numbers at Facebook continue to grow pretty substantially. And uh, we really appreciate people engaging in the show. So many regular listeners on 103.1 or on Super Talk TV or Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's a great opportunity to learn what's going on in this community. I actually have a series that I'm uh, that I'm identifying called the Stalwart Series. And it's some of the early conversations I had on Coast View with people like Jerry St. Pay and Roland Weeks and George Slogan and uh, a long list of others. And I'll be uh, resharing, reposting some of those early conversations. In fact, I just reposted my conversation with Jerry St. Pay. I listened to it yesterday, actually, while I was running. And I have to tell you, it, it's just as relevant today as it was back when I when I uh, posted it. I, I, I referred to him as a living legend. And in a note I exchanged with him earlier today, I said that he, you know, I, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to share that treasure with people, this sort of digital history book, so they can understand, you know, the history of how we got to where we are. And then I said, you're a treasure, Jerry. I mean, to have someone like Jerry St. Pay in his 80s, still incredibly engaged in the community with his knowledge and his history, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. And I'm honored, actually, to be able to bring these conversations to you. Hey, as I prepared for today's show, I got a little philosophical, and I want to share with you a couple of uh, quotes that I've shared in the past from my friend Stacy Waldrop, and uh, she always she's one of the most positive people I know. She's a cancer survivor, just an amazing person, and a very dear friend. And she posted this from Winston Churchill some time ago, but it's still one of my favorite. And here's what it said: We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. That's a if there's a um, a sort of an underlying principle for Coast View, that is it. Here's the next one she posted. Not sure who said it, but I appreciate Stacy posting it. God gave you a fingerprint that no one else has, so you can leave an imprint that no one else can. That's the power of an individual, and it makes a huge difference. And this last one that she posted, and let me see if I have a credit here. Uh, yeah, actually, Rachel Marie Martin wrote this. And um, the brave art of motherhood. And here's what it says. Be thankful. Life doesn't have to be perfect in order for you to be thankful. Start to see the beauty in the simple things, in the moments, the times together. Live with gratitude and spread a ripple of joy. Spread a ripple of joy. Gosh, man, I love that. That's what we're trying to do here on Coast View, spread a, a ripple of joy. And the way we do that is by having conversations with people like Christian Hartley. And uh, let me bring Christian Hartley into the conversation, and then I'll tell you who she is. But before we go any further, let me just say good morning, Christian. 
Good morning, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me. Well, look, here's I've heard a Christian's name, but I had the opportunity recently with some members of Coach Young Professionals. A Christian was engaged in the conversation, and uh, we actually went back and checked uh, this morning, and hundreds of people have engaged in that show that I had. Uh, I want to thank my friend Jace Payne for putting it together. Kelly Devine from the Chamber was involved in that conversation. She actually oversees Coach Young Professionals. And Christian is the incoming president or the president-elect for Coach Young Professionals. It was just a great conversation. And uh, I was really inspired by Christian. I found her to be incredibly articulate, and um, and I love her story. And we're going to tell her story now. In fact, Todd Trenchard, who's the executive director for the uh, uh, the uh, uh, McCarty, excuse me, yes, Baco Foundation of South Mississippi is the new name. He said of Christian that she is the bomb. <laughs> and I, I just sent him back a note that I, I fell in love with her the first time we talked. But Christian is has a, a key role. She she's been in banking for uh, for I guess I guess your entire life. You know I don't know your adult life. Uh, she's the market president for Cadence Bank in Pascagoula, and we're going to tell her story. She's been in banking for about twenty years. She's incredibly positive and. Um, I'm looking forward to chatting with you, Christian. How you doing? And where are you right now, Christian? I'm doing good. Thank you again for having me. I'm in my um, my conference room here at the office in Pascagoula. Um, we have a conference area here, and um, we'll meet our customers. And it's directly adjacent to my office, which is right back there. So that's where I am this dreary morning. Hey, you know what's interesting is um, I, I, I said about the Stallworth leaders a few minutes ago, and George Schlegel, who you know of well, I'm sure, or know him well. You know, he started from the he started from the ground up at, 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 and became chairman of the board. And you started as a teller, but I want to actually start before that. I want to start with where you grew up. Where's the powerful influences in your life that make you such an incredibly positive person? And we'll talk about sort of your journey. But where, where did the influences on your early life come from? Well, I tell you, I tell you, it is all about me knowing Christ as my Savior. You know, my scripture is whatsoever I do, I want to do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And that became my life verse after I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Um, but I grew up in Gautier, Mississippi. Um, my family got to the Mississippi Gulf Coast by way of Keesler Air Force Base, which I'm sure a lot of people do. And um, I was born in Germany, which is a very cool thing um, on an Air Force Base, uh, excuse me, right outside of an Air Force Base in Germany. And my my parents got here and I grew up in Gautier, you know, and I tell people that all of the good things in my life have happened here in Mississippi. You know, I graduated from college here. I went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Then I went to William Perry University. I began my career in banking and finance here. But like I said, most importantly, I accepted Christ as my savior here. So it's been a really, really good journey. Well, how old were you when you moved here, Christian? I was about two, almost two yeah. years old. Yeah. So to Jerry St. Pay's point, we got I got here as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. My dad was a traveling salesman for a company called the Lee Leitner Company. They did the interiors of homes. And then we moved to Mobile and Pensacola and then here. And I was on the Mississippi Gulf because we moved to Gulfport when I was about four, somewhere in that range. I consider myself a native. I think you probably do too, don't you? I I do. And when when I travel, it's so funny, Ricky. When I travel, um, and I'll have conversations with people, and they'll say, "Where are you from?" And I say, "Mississippi." And they're like, 
what? You know, you see this face, you know, it just kind of drops. They're like, what in the world? I, I would have never guessed that. I'm like, yeah, I wear shoes. I went to college. I can read and everything, you know? <laughs> um, so it's kind of funny because I think it is um, important for us, not only as young professionals, but as people who live here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and in the state of Mississippi, that we tell our story and that we're proud about it. You know, Mississippi is doing so many good things, so many great things here, and um, it's definitely changed my life, but I think it's important that we are really good ambassadors of our state. I can't agree more. I, when I was when I was with the Sun Herald, I had the opportunity. Sun Herald was owned by the second largest newspaper company in America, and later in my career, actually co-led the strategic planning efforts for this for the bigger company, and had the opportunity to travel a lot for that company over the course of my career, involved in lots of corporate projects over the time. And uh, I never will forget the first time I went to a meeting in Boston. I had the chairman of the board on one side, the president on the other, and there were 12 of us that were involved in this major change effort. And I thought to myself, what in the world am I doing here? I mean, I, do, I don't, do I really belong here? I had just uh, an imposter's sort of uh, <laughs> moment, you know, you know the deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I came to learn, though, is that I could hang pretty good, actually. And I felt an added burden. And and the burden was that people have this perception of Mississippi that often is not true. Some of that history we earned. But the reality is the, the Mississippi of today, we don't earn some of the perceptions that they have. But when each of us, no matter who it is, leaves this state and goes somewhere else, we're representing th that new Mississippi, and we're trying to put our best foot forward. But there is a responsibility that comes with that, isn't there? Oh, there is. A, it's there's um some. I heard someone say, you know, there's there's um pressure that comes with privilege, um, and we have that privilege, and we have the pressure of of representing. Um, and I think, and I mentioned it um, the last time I was on the show about how we don't quite understand the influence that we have, um, but we all have influence. Um, people are always watching us. And to your point earlier, you mentioned, you know, sitting at the board, in the boardroom with the chairman, and, you know, what am I doing here? You know, I think that I think we, I can relate to you and, and feeling that way. Sometimes I'm going, God, what in the world, what situation am I in? Who am I sitting at this table with? This is amazing. Um, this little girl from Gaucher. Um, but I found, Ricky, that, you know, God is a God of preparation and he prepares us. So no matter what that situation is, whether it was you, whether it's me in conversations and, and opportunities that I get that I think, oh, my goodness, this is so big. Um, I serve a God who is a, a God of preparation and he won't send me anywhere that he hasn't already prepared for me. And that part is the blessing. Do you, as a as a young African American woman, do you feel an additional burden that comes with that? Or what, what's your thought about your need to really be a role model and and to, and to really lay a, a framework for inspiration for others. What's your thought about that? Well, you know, I'm I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful that I can stand out in a room. You know, often um, I go into places. I remember back in my theater days, but center stage, and I was the only. You know, you could very easily pick me out of a crowd. There's Christian, um, and it really wasn't anything that I thought anything differently of because of the way I was raised. Just you know, people are people, and Christ died for all. 
But for me, I'm thankful for the people who have taken a chance on me. Um, and often, you know, I, I like to share with people that sometimes you get the, the most support from the people who um, perhaps know you the least, you know, and I think back throughout my career in banking and finance, and I think about the people who really um, inspired me and encouraged me and pushed me outside of my comfort zone um, and encouraged me and told me all of these things. And they didn't look like me. So it, it really is a blessing. And for me, it's important that I lift as I climb. We'll pick it up from there on the other side. Such a powerful part of your story. But we're talking with Christian Hartley, and we'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm having a terrific conversation with my friend Christian Hartley, who's the president of uh, the Pascagoula office. I guess she's the market president for Jackson County for Cadence Bank. And she has just a great story. And what you'll what you'll sense as we had this conversation the same as we sensed when we had the conversation with the group that she was part of from the Coach Young Professionals, is that she has sort of this radiant glow about her that is incredibly contagious. And so anyway, when we went to break, you were just talking about how, you know, you as long as you show determination and a willingness to learn and capability, people will embrace that, won't they? And they will help you achieve your goals. And apparently, right. obviously, you had that glow early in your career because people obviously saw it. But um, but it's amazing how people come to your come to your aid in terms of your personal development, and that certainly happened with you, didn't it? It really did, and I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm thankful that in my first career, um, my first my first job um, during the interview process, someone the hiring manager shared with me that we love to promote from within. And so I made it my mission that I am going to I'm going to I'm going to get my foot in this door and I'm going to learn every single thing that I possibly can. And when you have that ambition and you have that desire to learn and to grow, you do find that people do flock towards you because they see that you have that initiative and that you want to do better and you want to. And it's a win win for everyone. And so I'm thankful for that. And I think that it's important for for young professionals that we reach out and we we're demonstrating those abilities. Um, I, I used to tell my former team that, you know, everything that you want is on the other side of service. And sometimes it's the things that aren't really glamorous, you know, sometimes it's volunteering at the event that nobody really wants to volunteer at, but it puts you in front of a group of people that you may not have ordinarily been in front of. And also it gives people the opportunity to know you and to know a different side of you. And you never know where those conversations are going to go and the power of that networking. And so those are the things that I think are very, very important, but it does have to come from within. You have to have that desire. Well, you know, Christian, that's a really good point that your motivation can't be, it cannot be to get to be in the spotlight. That can't be the reason why you give back to the community. And as you pointed out, I mean, I, I think back, you know, early in my career, the kind of things I was involved in the community, it was really some heavy lifting in the trenches that nobody knew about. But it was the kind of work you had to do to keep the right. court, keep whatever that organization was on track. 
I thought about it after Katrina when we were forming the Governor's Commission on Recovery, Rebuilding, and Renewal. Um, I mean, no one had any idea what we were up to. You know, we were, you know, we were working our fingers to the bone to recover our families from the storm and, you know, our employees from the storm and our company from the storm and republish the newspaper and then form the governor's commission. And I remember many times I felt to myself, how in the world am I going to find the energy to do this? But most of the hard work is not in the spotlight. Most of the hard work is in the building and in creating relationships and learning about the organization and what the organization is all about and being inspired by that deliverable, whatever it is, and then and then going with it. And success in that organization could bring a spotlight, but it's not – man, I don't know anyone who succeeded because they were focused on that. They they were succeeded because they were focused on that deliverable that in some in some ways helped fill a gap in the community. And that's what motivated me. That always is what motivated me. Um and clearly that's what motivates you. I mean, you've you've gotten the spotlight, but just because people recognized your hard work in the trenches, but uh but you know, that's uh you know, that's just what it takes, isn't it? It is. And Oftentimes, um, and I'm sure you're aware of this, it's not the people who are in the spotlight who have done all of the work. You know, there there's a team around you. And I talk about my team here in here in Pascagoula. I call us the small but mighty team. You know, we're we're all working together, but there's one person who's plugging in the loan and there's someone who's submitting it over. And we're all working together so we can make Pascagoula, a really, really great market for Cadence Bank. And to your point, you know, Cadence is all about having, um, we want to see our people, our companies, and our communities prosper. That's what we want. And so that means getting out there. It's, it's you know, being the volunteer, being seen, and, and making sure that people know here's the things that we have to offer. But yeah, to your point, oftentimes it's not the person who is, um, whose voice is the loudest necessarily, but it is the hard work behind the scenes um, of everyone pitching in to make sure that mission is happening. Roland Weeks used to used to he just drove this into my head that as a publisher I had a fiduciary responsibility for the business a First Amendment obligation for the newspaper and the work that we do journalistically and then a role in the community and he said that oftentimes those roles will be will be in conflict but what you have to do is you have to just live with that and and move forward to the extent that you can be engaged in the community though the more engaged you are the more you learn the more you get into the trenches. The more you give back, the better publisher you're going to be because you're going to know that sort of the journalistic goals of the newspaper sort of match the needs of the community. Well, that's exactly the same for, for a banker. You know, the, right. you know, the more engaged you are, the more solid your bank business will be because you have a sense of the community. You have a sense of the needs of the community. And people, you can't fake that, Christian. People see that that authenticity. And they are drawn to it, and they want to do business with you as a result of it. But that's not why you're doing it. It just happens naturally as a as a as a sort of an outflow of the process. That's true, isn't it? That's right. Um, I I tell people, you know, I live in Gautier. I work in Pascagoula. I go to church in Ocean Springs. You're going to see me around. Um, <laughs> you're going to see me around town. You're going to see me um, doing my Walmart pickup. You're going to you're going to see me. And that's something that is valuable for me. You know, not only as a Christian, you know, I want to be a really good representation of, of Jesus Christ. But also, I know that people are watching, you know, and like I, like we talked about in Christian Professionals when when we were on um 
it's it's really important to understand your influence. It's really important to understand that people are watching you. They're paying attention to you. We've got this next generation that's coming up, that's formulating their ideas and opinions. And then we have a generation that has gone before us who has all of this wisdom and all of this knowledge and who are tremendous influencers. So it is a weight and um, I just, I pray I continue to to represent um, Christ well and, and, and my community really, really well. As Jace Payne said in our conversation, next up, it's a it's a true realization and understanding of what that means. So, you know, I was I was you know I was proud to have started the the um, the, the leadership awards that are now the One Coast Awards. When I was at the Sun Herald uh, last year was the 20th anniversary and had an opportunity to do the keynote there. But you in 2020 were a top 10 under 40. That's no that's no. Uh, Surprise to me. You were ambassador of the year for the Ch- Jackson County Chamber, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College alumni of the year, Gulf Coast Women's Magazine, 100 most successful women. <clears throat> the list probably goes on from there. I'm really, <clears throat> I'm really thrilled to see Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Incidentally, I, I went to paramedic school at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, was in pre-med for a while. But when I changed my major, I decided to start from scratch toward a business degree. And I went to Gulf Coast Community College smartest move I ever made in my life. I mean, what what it did to contribute toward, ended up getting a full scholarship to Southern and finished and, and started work at the Sun-Herald, finished at night, and then uh, went on to get my MBA as, as well. But Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, man, we are so lucky to have that in- institution here, aren't we? It is such a blessing. And I was humbled and honored to receive that phone call that I had been selected as alumni of the year for the Jackson County campus in 2020. Um, the, that, the college, um, because I was, I was the non-traditional student, I worked um, and went to school and I remember making a point to meet all of my professors and, you know, talking to them and letting them know, hey, I might be sneaking in just after we start at six o'clock, but I'm going to be there. Um, but they that that campus and that college really has embraced me, wrapped their arms around me. Um, I remember it's just it's nice when you're in that smaller that smaller college um, that people know who you are. They know who your family is. Um, if you have something that's going on in your life, they really are concerned about it. And so it was truly an honor. My brother went to um, that school as well. It was just r- truly an honor when I was selected as alumni of the year. It just it, it blew my mind. But I'm man, I'm so thankful. It's a gem. Christian, one of the points I made when we were together and we're coming to the end of our time together, but I can't wait to have you back and we'll we're going to pick a, a number of subjects to really delve into but one of the one of the points i want to make to young people who are listening to this conversation or young professionals who are listening to this conversation uh, what I said to Christian when we had the, the Coach Young professional conversation is that to be where she is now, where she's sitting now and being articulate the way she is and thoughtful the way she is, you just don't arrive there. You have to work hard to get to that level of confidence and you know, to be able to articulate, to be able to gather your thoughts the way that she's able to. That takes hard work. It takes dedication. It takes a commitment. And to succeed, you have to do that. So what I want you to do is listen, listen back to this conversation and, and, and let Christian inspire you to go on your own mission to figure out how you, what you can do to improve your skills. You know, the ability to, to get in front of others and be able to express yourself in a way that's clear and concise and organized that does not come overnight. I, and I, I mentioned, I, I think I mentioned that I can remember standing in front of the mirror and giving that speech 
a hundred times. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about, though, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Practice, 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 practice. <laughs> it takes it. I, I saw I saw uh, Tom Brady giving advice to a young man the other day on a reel that popped up on Instagram. And he said, I mean, he's talking directly to this young man. And he said, you are you're to be successful. You have to do what I do, which is you got to do your homework. For me, I work my rear end off and the test is on Sundays. It's no different than what you're doing. And he was just talking about the energy and what he what he gives to it anyway it's been a pleasure my friend I, I really really enjoyed this conversation and can't wait for you to come back thank you ricky i appreciate you having me on this has been christian hartley of cadence bank and a, just a consummate community leader we will uh, see you with jeff duncan after this break Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.